0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number one hundred and eighty. I
1: mean, they came in a couple conversations. Meet them. You know, they're out of town. They have to meet you when they get back. This and that. These people aren't going to call you back. You know, I call them. I follow up. I follow up. I follow up, and then boom, they're ready. You sign them up, and and done. And uh, yeah, they were all TTP deals. And love it. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was great.
2: the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Woo!
0: Hey, hey, everybody. It is Brent Daniels back on this podcast. We are going to hit it hard today. It's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal interview here. Phenomenal conversation with an incredible rhino, incredible Orlando, Florida rhino. But before I introduce him, I read this this week, and I really think that it's important to think about when we're looking at how are we building our business, how are we putting this all together, how are we staying consistent and disciplined on a daily basis? And I think what it really breaks down to is just take it one day at a time. And I read this, it's in a book called Seven Strategies for Wealth and Happiness by the unbelievable Jim Rohn. But here on page 125, it says a well fashioned day with a beginning and an end, a purpose and a content, a color and a character, a feel and a texture. This well fashioned day takes its place among the many and becomes a valuable memory and treasure. And as one well fashioned day turns into another, a life emerges that is a masterpiece in equity of experience and spirit. For as someone once said at midnight, The winged messengers come and gather up all these pieces and then take them off to wherever the mosaic is kept. And surely on occasion, one messenger says to another, wait till you see this one. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That means make this day awesome. Make today amazing. Push it. Talk to people. Provide value. Bring your skills and your talents and your voice to the community. And somebody that does a phenomenal job with that in Orlando, Florida, is my guest, Grant Galloway. Say hello to everybody, Grant.
2: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: He's doing a oh, ton fine. of business in I Orlando. So uh, tell me a little bit about you, Grant. Tell me what's going on. Tell me about your business, about your background.
1: Yeah, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm here in Orlando. I'm a, uh, a licensed general contractor. Kind of came at investing from the construction side of things. I had a construction business that primarily focused working with investors. So coming out of the real estate crash through 2000, especially 12, 13, 14, I was doing a lot of flips as a contractor for hedge funds and institutional investors that were here in Orlando. You know, we had kind of similar to where you are, we had a really big proportion of the foreclosure crisis here in in Central Florida. So spent a lot of time, you know, as a contractor doing flips for other people. Yeah, we started doing some of my own flips, too. I would have one or two going here and there. And, um, you know, after a period of time, I basically realized, you know, all my headaches were coming from my customers (laughs) on the construction side. And all my profits and and kind of the things I was enjoying doing were coming from some of the flips I was doing. And I slowly transitioned from, you know, basically I just quit doing any construction work at all for customers and kind of became a full-time house flipper. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it was good. But the problem was I needed deals. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I was buying a lot of my deals when I was only buying, you know, I would do one one at a time. I was just buying REOs, just paying foreclosures. So I needed more volume, which kind of led me to learning about direct-to-seller marketing. And then you can't learn about that and not learn about wholesaling at the same time to kind of go hand in hand. And so, you know, I, I found some deals and was working them as a as a flip and then I found other deals and I didn't have capacity to flip them and so I wholesaled a few and uh once I got kind of a taste of uh-huh. uh, the, the quickness of that transaction you know I'm not I don't have tons of payroll and vendors and employees and workmen's comp and permits and you know it just it streamlined the process and uh I really as of basically as of January 1st this year I kind of almost went full time wholesaling doesn't it feel good
0: to get paid in a week as opposed to six months on a flip or ninety days on a yeah. flip or whatever it is? I mean, yeah. you could literally lock something up today and get paid on it by, you know, Friday or whatever. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's just such a great feeling when it's wired into your account or you get a big check sent to you in the mail or or they courier it over to your house. I mean, it's a huge difference than than is, investing and going through all the planning and making sure that the security's tight and the access is tight on your properties not having to worry about them getting robbed and putting new appliances no. in and getting it robbed. I mean, we've all experienced that. If you've do, ever do flipped do a, a property, got horror
1: stories, man.
0: I've yeah. got horror
1: stories, for days. <laughs> so,
0: so you're you're pretty much I 100% wholesale this year. That's your focus.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I've done one flip this year and it was it was light. And then I've done a couple of wholesales this year too where, you know, we took down the property, um, steam steamered the carpets, cleaned it and literally were, you know, back on the market in I mean, 48 hours. So, you know, uh, but even that I'm gearing away from because you still have to take down the property, mm-hmm. insurance, utilities, mm-hmm. you know, relist it, sell it. They have their inspections on there. I mean, it just the process is um, it's like an opportunity cost. You know, you're focusing on this thing over here that that takes you away from focusing all the, the new leads that are coming in. Yep. Um, yeah. So I'm really lazy, man. I'm just I'm really just looking at wholesale stuff. It's a more scalable process too. I mean, you try to flip 15 houses at a time. It's a nightmare. I've done it. <laughs> oh so, yeah. No, it is. It's a logistical. It's, hard to scale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to scale. Whereas with the wholesaling, you know, I'm already having some, some great success and I'm starting to build out a team. And, um, you know, I just, it's, it's a lot of fun actually. So let's talk about
0: that. Let's talk about your, your model. Let's talk about what your business looks like. Like how do you, now, you find deals in a couple different avenues, right? Uh, kind of talk to me about how you
1: source your deals. I started doing basically pay-per-click on a website, you know, and, and using Google to find deals last year, and then I wholesaled some of those deals, and, you know, it was good. I got some deals, but the problem was I was getting seven leads you know, in a week, I would get 15 or 20 leads a month and it's just not enough to do anything. With, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I had some great deals, but it was, you know, each one of these leads, I'm treating it like this precious little thing. You know, I'm coddling this lead. I'm, I'm like so worried about this one little lead. And uh, I was forcing some of the deals, you know, I was forcing deals because I was almost a motivated buyer at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, I need a deal and I only got these few leads I'm working. And, and so, you know, I pushed my numbers and the reality is is i needed more leads sure Um, i'm a listener of grant cardone i really like some of his stuff and he said i heard a man it was like in march maybe which is about the time i joined your program and he he was like you gotta have your pipeline so full of leads that it pukes it's barfing on it yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's throwing up all over (laughs) you yeah 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 um which really led me to you and getting involved with uh you know, with your TTP program and with cold calling awesome. um, because I just I wasn't really interested in the direct mail thing. I know that that, you know, is a Orlando is a competitive market and direct mail is, is a competitive marketing strategy in Orlando. Um, and I know it works, but I just I was looking for something different. And I had done some cold calling of return, I, some return mail that I had gotten, and I'd done some cold calling of driving for dollars. So like I kind of had done a little bit of it, and I was like, I'd set a big goal. April first, I wanted for me it was a goal of eighty leads a month. I wanted eighty mm-hmm. leads a month. Mm-hmm. i had been getting about fifteen or twenty a month. So I mean, it was a significant goal over. Yeah, uh, yeah. I you know jumped in and, and basically just
0: did what you told me to do. That's right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it. And let me ask you this. So who is making your calls? Who's the initial contact? Because it's uh it sounds like you were doing a little bit when it came to your mail that you would come back, whether it be yeah. vacant or undeliverable or whatever it is. But you, you really just poured gasoline on I me. Mean, you really went and just put your business in a rocket ship and just blasted it off. So who makes these calls? I've
1: got two cold callers. Mm-hmm. They're both here locally, I'm in Orlando. They're, they're, you know, they work remote. They're in ta- Both of them are actually in Tampa. Awesome. And then I have a, a VA in the Philippines and she does some cold calling for me. And so really the three of them are generating the leads and then they're kind of flowing through to my VA who does, um, you know, some data entry for me and goes on property appraisers website and Zillow and does some comps and kind of gets some information. A little bit more information as needed, and then those leads come into the system mm-hmm. and the CRM, and, and then I'm calling them back at the moment doing acquisitions. But I just hired somebody last week, mm-hmm. so I've been training him up, and then I have help on dis- I have somebody in dispositions helping me sell. So right now it's a team of five plus me, so two callers, the VA mm-hmm. acquisitions, dispositions, and then I'll be running acquisitions still. Um, sure, but, you know I'm hoping to uh, kind of get another person in that role as well. So, are they any Uh, good? Are they getting you those 80 leads? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had 100 leads last month. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm looking at my board here. April, the first week one in April, I had seven leads, and I hadn't started cold calling. Week four in April, we had 38 leads, you know, in that week. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, yeah, I've hit the goal of 80. We're beyond it now. Yeah. You know, pretty regularly, I'm getting 25, 30 leads a week, which is just you know it's just massive opportunity. It's um, a ton. Yeah. So I mean we're following up with people and How do you how
0: top. do you stay on top of all that? I mean those are a lot of conversations, it's a lot cuz you know as well as I do that you know 80 to 90% of follow up is leaving voicemails, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Or texting or you know that type of thing. A lot of people aren't answering every single time that you call. So, you know, how no, do you no. manage that? Is that is that you and your acquisition manager or was it just you off the bat like how do you? How do you? Yeah. Work? How do you do that? It's it's yeah. It's basically
1: it's basically just me at the moment. I mean, my acquisitions guy is now. We're starting to give him leads and his little pipeline of follow ups building. You know, I do some automated kind of drip things. You know, some email and some text messages that go out, and then oh, just a lot of calling, man. I mean, I call them. Yep. I call them and talk to them. I leave them voicemails, and yep. you know, people they come in from the cold caller as a lead, and I mean, I'll call them every day for five, six days in a row yep. if I can't get a hold of them. And then, you know, then they move into kind of a more of a uh, a 30-day program and then 90 and then long-term if, if we never can make contact. And some people, it's like the only person that got a hold of them was the cold caller, and we can't ever get them to answer again. But I've got their number, so they're going to hear from me. Love it.
0: That's right. (laughs) That is the mentality, man. Unless they tell us to stop calling them, they're never going to sell. I am going to be buried in this backyard. I'm never selling. It's going to stay in the family forever. Then Mm -hmm. we just keep calling. I mean, we've got a a huge, robust pipeline, and it's crazy. It is so crazy, Grant, because I'm sure you experienced this as well. Out of the blue, somebody will call and I I got a call, I haven't been making these calls now for, I don't know, a couple of years, and I got a call from a guy that I talked to three years ago, not joking, he called me and left a voicemail this weekend and it's like okay, I'm ready to sell now. I mean, it's just bananas. It's so crazy. Yeah, people will really hold on to your number if you can make an impact. If you can, you know, meet them. I, I think it's huge right now to meet people face to face. I think it's get knee to knee, belly to belly, face to face. And I think it's just you know, it's just falling up. It's just leaving it. Like you were saying, you get that pipeline built up with so many opportunities that it's just throwing up all over you, and then. Not only does it throw up all over you for this month, but for the next year, two years, three years, I mean, you just keep feeding it, and it's just phenomenal. So to give me some, some actual results, give me like, how did you do, what's, what's your best month from, from calling out from this, from this strategy, from your TTP program, like, or from your TTP marketing channel, what has been your like biggest month?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was last month for sure. Yeah. So Um, tell me about it. And and you know a lot of that, a lot of the results I had last month, a lot of the deals I had last month were. I mean, I I had five deals last month, and we did eighty two thousand in revenue off them. So I mean, that's good, solid.
0: Woo! (laughs) So five deals, eighty two thousand. Hold on
1: one second. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's solid. But most of those came in. I think I'd have to double check. I'm I'm almost sure four of the five were leads that came in, you know, the month before, you know, sure. they were all, I mean, they came in a couple conversations, meet them, you know, they're out of town, they have to meet you when they get back, this and that. These people aren't going to call you back, you know, I call them, I follow up, I follow up, I follow up, and then boom, they're ready, you sign them up and and done. And uh, yeah, they were all TTP deals. And love it. I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was great.
0: You guys put in the tough work, you know what I mean? You guys put in, you, you followed up, you got them locked up and then you, you were able to, to move them to somebody that, you know, is either going to hold them or do something special with them, do a tasteful remodel. I love it. Let me ask you this. What got you
1: into this real estate
0: business? What got you into real estate?
1: You know, I actually did one or two flips back 2000 before the crash in 2000, I guess it was maybe 2006, Mm -hmm. seven. I made a little bit of money doing that and, um, I just always saw it. mostly I mean my like I said my construction business was really niche towards investors. Sure. So, you know, I kind of saw it on that end. I worked hand in hand with with guys that were flipping houses, you know, and I sort of I just I liked that end of the business and I dabbled in it some and you know, had some flips that went well and I made money. Mm-hmm. And just kind of slowly transitioned over, I guess. Got um, it. Yeah, there was I don't know that there was a big necessarily a big catalyst. I just I got frustrated working construction. And you know, I had I had I had scaled my construction business to a decent size, but it was a lot of a lot of liability mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of risk, really tight margins and I just decided that I wanted to do something different love it yeah.
0: what what struggles did you face when you got started when you made that transition from because there's going to be people listening to this. And, that same same background, right? Maybe they've been in construction. Maybe they have a whole family that's been in construction. But they want to do yeah. something different. They want to do something for themselves. They want to be their own, you know, their own client. They want to be their own, you know, entrepreneur and business owner. So, like, what struggles did you face making that transition that you can kind of share and and people can learn from?
1: I mean, obviously, you're going to have some some dips in in revenue. I mean, you're going to have some time where you know, I started turning down construction because so I had to turn down those jobs so I could focus on building out, you know, the real estate investing side. And then there's a transition period there where you're turning down work that would normally be paying your bills. And then you're working on projects that might not pay you for a month or two months, especially when I transitioned, I mostly went into flips. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could have a three month stretch there of no, you know, no paycheck. Um, and so, you know, that was challenging. And then, um, you know, I think some of it too is just kind of having some faith in the system, you know, you hear other people having success and, and you try to emulate what they're doing, but you're not going to have that success 10 days, 14 days, <laughs> 30 days later.
0: Yeah, there's you a patience done. factor
1: for sure. And, yep. and there's a compounding effect. Yep. You do like, you know, kind of, I think relates back to the quote you just read, of just, you know, coming in every day and putting mm-hmm. in that effort. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, eventually you're going to reap what you sow in a, in a positive way. But uh, I think as Jim Rohn says, you can't reap and sow at the same time. So (laughs) you got to plant and then you get to harvest. You don't plant and harvest in the same week. It doesn't work that way. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of planting, let's just say. And lately I've been able to to produce. I love it. I
0: love it. I love it. So let me ask you this. I love this question because it really makes you think about it. And it makes you kind of go inside yourself a little bit and get a little bit of like Pat yourself on the back. Not really, but a little bit. But what is your superpower?
1: I, that's a one. I'm, I'm good with building, building rapport with, with sellers. Yes. Um, just going in, treat them like they're people, not like they're a paycheck, and being friendly with them. And I think that's a, a common theme to people that are successful in this business is, you know, just go in and be nice and see if you can help and build that, you know, the, the rapport or more, you know, build that relationship where, People want to do business with people they like, Yeah, and if you can go in there and uh, and just be friendly and be polite and show a little compassion, because a lot of these people are in, in circumstances that can be difficult, mm-hmm. whether it's death of a family or, you know, a place that's been trashed by a renter or, you know, there's all sorts of circumstances and sometimes they're looking for somebody to be fair with them, but also to be kind with them. Yep. Um,
0: And that's the word right there. That's, that's exactly the word that I talk to my acquisition managers about, my cold callers. It is about kind, being kind and optimistic. I think it is so, it is so important that you be kind and optimistic. You be positive. You be optimistic that you can solve this problem, that things can get better, that you can, you know, really, really help out the community. And I think that that's huge and just bring in a general kindness to fellow human beings. Those are the two. I think you hit it right on the head. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So where do you see it now? I mean, how does the, the, the second half of this year look? Do you have certain goals that you're going towards? Are you, are you staying consistent? How do you stay consistent? Yeah,
1: man, of course I got goals. Mm-hmm. You got to have goals. If you don't have goals, you're just floating. You yep. better set them. Yep. Set them big, set them high. Do you write them yeah. down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. You don't write them down. What, all, what does it say?
0: Man. 97% of people don't write them down, right? You you, you got, know?
1: I mean, you, know, you got to write them down. And, I said I'm kind of big. So, you know, I didn't hit my revenue goal for last quarter, but I hit my lead goal, which was really my main my main driver for last quarter was I got to get my leads up. I yep. need leads because you can't scale a business without leads. I mean, with the, the pay-per-click Google stuff, I was getting deals, but I don't need to hire an assistant and acquisitions guys. I don't need to hire you know people if I'm only getting a couple leads a week, you know. Yep. Um, and so if you want to go business you need leads. And it doesn't matter what you're selling. You could be selling cars. You can be selling watches. You could be wholesaling lawn care service. I mean, what do you need? You need marketing. You need lead generation. You need conversion. You need sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need things. And without leads, there's <laughs> nothing to convert and there's nothing to sell. Right. So yeah, yeah, I've got goals. I'm, I'm really shooting for, by the end of the year, You know, I'd like to be have six cold callers okay. two or three acquisitions guys and yep. you know really be doing 100 grand a month in revenue that's that's really the goal You're
0: right there I'm telling you you're knocking on that door it's going to be there for sure you're, you're right there. You're doing all the right things. You're just, you know, everything, if you focus everything on like what you were saying in any of those businesses, it comes down to talking to people. At some point you got to talk to the people And what you, who do you want to talk to? You want to talk to the people that are most likely to do business with you. As long as you're talking to those people as often as possible. You could do as much as you want. You could go as yeah. wherever you want. You can expand your business. You can do what I, I mean. You can go into different markets. You can go just in your market, but get just be the biggest and the baddest. I mean, there's just so much opportunity there. But if you focus on talking to people every single day and new people every single day, then you grow. You grow and you build and you get more profitable and you get the best deals and you get the biggest deals. I mean, it's just phenomenal, man. I love what you're doing out there. It's just cool, man. It's really, really cool. I like that you have people there locally that you've trained up that are being consistent. You know, a lot of people try to outsource it right away to somebody in the Philippines or in some other foreign country. And it is brutal. I'm telling you guys, it is brutal. And I don't suggest it. But but anyway, I I love that you have people locally that are making the calls, that are developing their skills. And are finding you that many, you've got two people bringing you that many leads a month. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's really good great. leads too. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm on them, you know, I, 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 stay on them about lead quality and what they're sending in and what is and isn't a lead. And yeah, they're awesome. They're good. And I pay them. I mean, they're not nine, $10 an hour, you know, I pay yep. them 20 bucks an hour yep. and I pay them, you know, a little bonus for every deal that comes out of their lead generation and, uh, as their pipeline of leads grows, you know, their you know, their bonuses per deal close, they're going to start stacking too. So, I mean, but it's just, you know, they're, they're good. And I just thought it'd be easier to have local callers. Uh, love
0: it. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love
1: it. So what have you read that everybody should read? You know, I've, I've read a lot of books recently. I mean, I think traction is, is, was a big one for me. Yeah. Um, it, it's more just business, but I mean, it's, it's just important and it's what's helped me kind of really lay out and track the things that are important for indicators in my business and it's just that's a great book uh, everybody should read traction
0: Gino Wickman um, is that traction
1: Yeah Gino Wickman
0: Yeah 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 and that's yeah. that that book is all about laying out the organization right it's all about it is. It, it's all about the structure. Um, having, yeah keeping keeping track of your numbers managing people all mm-hmm. that yeah beautiful book
1: yeah. really really great yeah. that was something that helped me a lot in just organizing The thought process of my business and my structure and and what to track and how to track it. Super awesome book. And then, I mean, I'm like a lot of people. I wrote down a few because I figured you'd ask about books. We always do on the (laughs) podcast.
2: I was looking through some of the stuff I've read recently, but
1: Profit First, awesome book. You got to read that. And uh, Richest Man in Babylon kind of plays along with Profit First. Sure. That concept, kind of paying yourself first. So those are both really good. Yep. Um, a lot of them are, are commonly talked about in the real estate space, you know. Sure. Mindset books, business books, think and grow rich, of course. Great one. Yep. That's a tough read, but it's good stuff.
0: Well, Grant, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast, man. You are the man. Eighty two, eighty dollars dollars a month, right? What was it? Eighty two, yeah. yeah, oh, eighty three. dollars my dollars Just off of uh, off of picking up the phone and calling people. So okay. if anybody out there is interested in learning and, and changing their marketing channels from a traditional to a more proactive, from a reactive standpoint to a proactive standpoint of TTP. You have to schedule a call with my team, ww.wholesalinginc forward slash ttp, com forward slash ttp. Set up a call uh it'll be the best call that you've had all year. We'll set you up, we'll get you going and I hope to be talking to you on a welcome call this month, in the next week, in the next day, whatever it is. I hope to be talking to you soon. So, anyway, Grant, thank you so much for joining us today. You have brought so much value to the the Rhino community and uh if anybody's in Orlando, how do they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, I mean, they could they could email me. Okay? Uh gr- Grant, at trustedcashhomebuyer.com. Beautiful. Yeah, that's good. 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 So everybody out
0: there, if you're new, if you're, if you're experienced, if you want to network, if you want to mastermind with somebody that's doing an incredible amount of business, we want to surround ourselves with people that are doing more business than we are, then reach out to Grant. He is just on a rocket ship right now, and it's only going to get better and better and better. So uh, until next time, guys, I encourage you all to talk to people.